Hello, everyone. You are listening to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast with Master Trading Performance Coach John Locke, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. In this episode, episode number eight, I'd like to continue the discussion we started on confidence. And of course, if after the discussion you want to dive even deeper into the depth or topic of confidence, I encourage you to consider joining our Trading Performance Membership where we go much deeper into these subjects. But for now, let's review a few key concepts that should have become apparent from the last lesson and the related exercise in the previous podcast. If you remember, there are actually two sides to confidence. The first side of confidence involves a level of certainty that you know a certain outcome is going to happen or a level of certainty that you can create a certain outcome. And the second side of confidence would include the belief that you can handle any outcome that might conceivably happen from whatever you're doing. Or in other words, that you can handle what's at stake. Now, most of the time when I work with traders, what I find is that they're trying to produce an unhealthy and unrealistically high level of confidence. And that they're trying to produce confidence that they know or can control outcomes that are both unknowable and uncontrollable. They're trying to create certainty around results that are simply not predictable. And this creates a problem because if you were to actually reach that level of confidence through literally convincing yourself that you essentially know the future with 100% certainty, if you were to do that, then what's going to happen is that you're going to confidently make decisions based on your fantasy about knowing the future and your fantasy about being able to control certain results that are actually outside of your control. And when you do that, and reality eventually hits, as it always does, you'll have no choice but to come to the painful realization that you were wrong. And hopefully, if you've been through this process, you begin to realize that this quest for excessive confidence can create some really, really poor risk decisions. Now a question, why would a trader be so desperate to know with nearly 100% certainty that he's going to win a trade. Why would he be so desperate to do that that he's actually willing to spend countless hours backtesting and form-fitting strategies and indicators so that they look perfect? And he's willing to try strategy after strategy and spend years of his life learning about every conceivable topic known to man about trading, much more than is necessary to be a good trader. And He'll even go as far as to make up and create evidence that he's actually found the holy grail strategy. Why would someone go through such great lengths to be confident that they're not going to lose a trade? Well, the reason that we as traders often crave an unhealthy and unrealistic level of certainty in order to feel confident has to do with the other side of confidence that I mentioned earlier. It is because at some level we perceive a loss or even sometimes not winning we perceive that as something we can't handle. In other words, at some level, usually unconsciously, we apply a meaning to not getting a certain outcome that is so bad and so horrible that the mind freaks out at the mere thought of not having full control over the situation. Therefore, there's no way we can let that loss happen. And therefore, we are hypersensitive to any information that could possibly lead to a loss, and we feel like we must control absolutely everything, including the outcome. And of course, in reality, with trading, that's simply not possible. And hence, 
traders get into this endless loop of fear, anxiety, low confidence, and poor performance. So in these cases, the answer isn't to try and become more confident about controlling the future and winning, but rather to become confident that we can handle the losing scenario. Because when the losing scenario is no longer the end of life as we know it, then what happens is that we'll no longer have to rely on controlling things that we ultimately have little to no control over anyway in order to feel confident. And as a result, we can more easily open our focus to things that we can control, such as our process. And when we focus on things we can control, confidence becomes easy. So let's take a look at some things we can control. First is our financial risk. When we trade, we want to be sure our financial risk is at an acceptable level. We never want to put ourselves in a position financially where we can't afford to lose a trade, nor do we want to be in a position where we need to win a trade. Because whether a trade wins or loses is something we cannot control. We may have influence over it, but we can't control it. And as we stated earlier, when we can't afford not to win, we try to control things that can't be controlled. And when we do that, we argue with reality and I can tell you from past experience, when I argue with reality, I lose 100% of the time. And I'm pretty confident that you'll lose as well. You'll either lose confidence and make poor choices, or worse, you'll pretend that you can control your outcome. And again, you'll make poor choices. Arguing with reality is simply a lose-lose. Now, if we find that we are actually trading responsibly and we can handle the loss and we're not desperate for the win and we're still having challenges with a particular loss, this is where we need to start looking into what kinds of meanings we're applying to the potential loss. Now realize that when you're feeling anxiety and you don't know why or your anxiety doesn't make sense logically, it's because you're thinking thoughts and making associations that you're probably not conscious of. So in these cases, what we need to do is we need to bring these thoughts and associations into conscious awareness so that we can evaluate them for their validity. And if they are valid, we want to make sure we determine the realistic consequences if the poor outcome should come to be realized. So it goes something like this. I notice I'm feeling fear or lack of uh, confidence or whatever. At this point, I want to ask myself three questions. Number one is, what am I thinking? Realize that if you're feeling a feeling, you're thinking something. You may not be conscious of what you're thinking, but you're thinking something. So bring that to your consciousness. What am I thinking? And once you do that, ask the question, am I absolutely sure that this is true? Because you'll find when you question your thinking, if you figure out what you're actually thinking underneath the surface and you question it, a lot of times it doesn't make any logical sense and it's not true. But sometimes it is. And if it is true, Ask yourself the question, so what if it is true? And then what I want you to do is I want you to play out that scenario to the very end. So for the question, what am I thinking? What I want you to do is called a thought download. And it works kind of like this. When you're feeling uh, not confident or uh, stressed, sit down and take five minutes to write down any thought that pops into your head, no matter how ridiculous or small it seems to be. Don't judge the thoughts, just write them down. Once you've got the list, I want you to take one thought at a time and simply ask the question, can I be absolutely sure that this thought is true? And if you can't be sure that it's true, then recognize it for what it is, a story, a lie, a fantasy that you've created with your mind. Ask yourself questions like, 
could the opposite statement be just as true? So if you what comes to your mind is the market's going to go up and I'm going to lose this trade. Could it be just as true that the market's going to go down and you're going to have a big win? If you're going to have a fantasy, you might as well have a fantasy in the right direction, right? So go ahead and do that. Ask yourself, could the opposite statement be just as true? Play with the thought. Make fun of it. Laugh at it a little bit. Make a crazy story. Because you've already created one anyway. You might as well create some more. And realize that whatever story you're telling yourself is just one of many stories that could actually happen. What if it is true? Or even if it's not true and you're still having challenges letting go of the story, ask the question, so what? So what if this is true and my worst fear actually happens? What's the actual result of that going to be? I want you to play this out. And I want you to continue questioning and following along with your sequence of thought all the way to what I call death. So for example, say I'm feeling stressed and I have the thought I'm going to lose the trade. My first question can be, am I absolutely sure that I'm going to lose this trade? Obviously the answer, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time is no. The thought's a lie. In which case you might come back and say, well, that's true, but I might lose the trade. So my question back to you would be, can I be absolutely sure that I might lose the trade? Well, yes, of course. There's always a possibility I might lose a trade. There's almost always a possibility that might be the case. Okay, fine, I might lose the trade. So what? What's going to happen if I lose the trade? Well, let's say the answer is that, well, if I lose this trade, I will have somewhere between zero and 5000 less dollars. Can I be absolutely sure that that's true? Well, yeah, if I look at my trade, that might be the case. I might be set up so I can lose somewhere between zero and $5,000. Well, if I do happen to lose a trade, the result of that is going to be I'm going to have somewhere between, uh, you know, say zero and $5,000. So what? Well, if it's going to put you in the poorhouse, then that's a valid concern. Your mind's doing the right thing, giving you a little bit of fear because you're trading too large. So what do you do about it? Well, you reduce your trading size. But assuming that you are trading a responsible size and you're looking at facing a, a, a loss that's not a huge financial burden on you and that's responsible, if that's the case, so what? And when you do this, this is about the place where the real story starts to come out. What does it mean if the loss isn't a financial burden for you, then what is it that you're concerned about? And a lot of times you'll get, well, if I lose this, then it means I failed. Now, at this point, what I do is I like to go through and make sure I uncover the whole thought process and bring my whole thought process out into the open. So I want to make sure I follow this thought process all the way to the end, and I want to run the story regardless of how ridiculous and regardless of how embarrassing it might be logically. I want to take the story and I want to be like a detective questioning a five-year-old. And I want to follow up with all my thoughts all the way to their conclusion, no matter how crazy they sound. And in this case, the conclusion is always death. I want to follow it all the way down to there. So go back to the questioning. I failed. So what? Well, that means I'm a failure. Well, first of all, I want to ask, is it really true? 
And even in whether it's true or not, I still want to continue this train of thought. So I might say, I failed. So what? It means I'm a failure. And then I said, am I absolutely sure that that's true? And the answer would probably be, well, no, because, you know, anybody who learns, who's learning to do anything new or anybody who makes a decision on something that has an unknowable outcome, that doesn't mean they're a failure just because you couldn't predict an unknowable outcome. Nobody can do that, right? So it's not really true. But suppose I just assume that it's true. So what? I'm a failure. So what? Well, then I won't have enough money and no one will love me. Well, I won't have enough money and no one will love me. Is that true if you lose the trade, right? And then, like I said, it's either going to be true or it's not. So what? And follow that story all the way to your death, asking questions, can I absolutely be sure that this is true along the way? And then, so what if it is true? And I can promise you that if you go through this process, if you take the time, that you're going to learn an extremely large amount about yourself and about the way you think and the way you make associations in your mind that aren't coming up into your consciousness in the normal day-to-day routine. And when we do this, we'll usually find that our mind's likely associating all these crazy things, including death, with the loss of a trade, which up until now, this association was unquestioned and automatically accepted as true. And if that's the case, if at some level we believe that death is at stake in a trade, that's a pretty high stake, right? If death is at stake in a trade, I don't care what you do, a feeling of confidence at that point is going to be very, very difficult to come by. So my suggestion to you is to discover the story you're creating for yourself and see it for what it is. Nothing but a story or a fantasy that you've made up. And then I encourage you to create the opposite story of all the good that could come from a loss and realize that this story too is made up and that this new story could be as equally true as your disempowering story. Look, if you're going to create a fantasy, you might as well have a good ending, right? So I encourage you to go ahead and create the fantasy with a good ending. Now, once we realize that we are indeed trading responsibly, and once we become realistic about the true consequences of our loss, then at that point, confidence becomes much easier simply because there's a lot less at stake in the result. And from here, once we understand this about ourselves, now we have the foundation to begin building a healthy, productive level of confidence. And how might you ask, do you build a healthy level of confidence? Well, we do this through something called courage. Realize that we cannot truly have confidence in something we don't have an adequate history of success in. And it's very unlikely to create an adequate history of success to be confident if we don't behave in a confident way. My point being that if you're waiting for confidence in order to behave confidently so that you can then be successful, then you're going to have a very long wait. To overcome this, we do two things. First, we look for areas where we can be confident. For example, we can be confident that a loss is no big deal. We can be confident that we're capable of following a plan. And second, and perhaps more importantly, we utilize something called courage. We decide to have courage and to act confidently despite the lack of proof that it'll work. Realize that the actions of confidence come first the feelings of confidence come later. Therefore, we must decide to utilize courage to act confidently. This way we will gain experience, and yes, we will fail from time to time, but we will be moving forward and we will gain experience. And we will learn and we will begin to see successes. And yes, we will become more and more confident as part of the process. 
And that is how you do it, my friends. And speaking of friends, please be sure to share this with your friends and help them become better traders. They will thank you for it. All right, that's what I have for you today. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you on the next Trading Performance Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to check out my Trading Performance membership, where we take all this material to the next level. We study it and we apply it to bring our trading performance to peak levels. Simply go to tradingperformancepodcast.com, that's one word, tradingperformancepodcast.com, to receive information on how you too can become involved and improve your trading. I look forward to seeing you there.